1: So, I suppose we could generally talk about silent protagonists here, which is what these two characters have in common. Absolutely. I, here's here's what I will say
0: before we before we just generally talk about silent protagonists. Uh, what what I think is at first, I thought I drew the short straw getting Link because you know Doom Marine's the Doom Marine. Yeah. But but I will, I do actually think at the end of the day, like Link has so
1: many magical items mm.
0: that, you know, magic just wins in the end.
1: Yeah. It's like how Superman's weak to magic. Exa- <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what they were saying when Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe came out. I was saying like, why the fuck are Mortal Kombat characters a match for Superman? They went, ah-ha-ha, ha, magic. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat characters have magic. All, all bets are off and canonically
0: superman is weak to magic that's uh he cannot defeat black adam the the main villain in the Shazam universe because black adam is magical
1: yeah this is what happens when you blur your sci-fi stroke fantasy universe together too much
0: <laughs> exactly and then and then it's a question of which magic is the stronger magic and it turns into a, an honestly insufferable debate
1: <laughs> then you have like situations where you have Gritty detective-style characters like Batman who uh, profess a commitment to science and reason despite the fact that they literally know several gods. <laughs> right? But anyway.
0: But anyway, silent protagonist, Link versus Doom Marine.
1: So we talked about video game movies in the past, and I have mm-hmm. I was stubbornly sticking to the position that a video game storytelling is just two different to movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, movies... Uh, generally a downgrade. And one of the things I point to for why video game storytelling is in- incompatible with film storytelling is silent protagonists. Because the reason why that works in games is because films... Is there, is there a lot of noise in my background? I, I,
0: I heard that just a little bit. I'm not sure. What was that? That sounded terrifying.
1: Uh, the gardener is using the leaf blower around my shed. Ah. But anyway, I'm just going to assume... That uh, they can't be heard, and if it can be heard, hey, I just explained it. You did, uh, it didn't make it into the episode, that's the fun of podcasts, little loosey-goosey. But yes, silent protagonists work in video games, because in a video game you don't need to devote any time to get the audience invested in the main character, because they are automatically invested. Correct. They want to play the game, they want to win, they want to see how it ends, so they are automatically invested in the main character continuing to be alive
0: right movies spend time movies spend time and work to project the audience onto the protagonist right
1: yeah and that's why silent protagonists can't work in film it's a mm-hmm. different kind of telling stories sure fundamentally i mean uh, i've seen like fan films where they like it's gordon freeman versus such and such mm-hmm. and uh yeah they they remain true to the character and keep him silent and it just makes him seem like a huge weirdo
0: well, yes. and uh, But I do think uh, I think while the perspective is different, the basics of the storytelling is pretty similar, whether it's it's incremental chapters like storytelling in novels or whether it's an act structure similar to movies. I think the the story is still the same. It's just the perspective sure. that changes. Perspective can be a pretty significant thing it can and so you know like are you are the the problem of course with silent protagonists is that you usually get pushed around hey go do that hey help me with this now go do that you don't have that same sense of of character need that they that you can get in movies
1: i suppose that's the moment when you have to sort of infer things about your character (laughs)
0: well and that's something that adaptations movie adaptations could play around with the formula oh sorry about that can play around with the formula a little bit
1: well the advantage of the silent protagonist is that the player can just assume something of them Mm -hmm. so like if link is being ordered to do a mission or something we can uh, we can assume that he's going about it gung-ho and cheerfully because he's that kind of guy or we can, or in our personal canon, we can assume he's muttering complaints under his breath as he slinks away. It's entirely up to you. That's that's emergent storytelling, that is. And that's how we get, excuse me, princess. So, just for fun, if there was a fight between the Doom Marine and uh, Link, how do you think things would mix up if Gordon Freeman was thrown into the fray as well? <laughs> <laughs> uh i you know gordon might be the first to go but he's wearing a hazard suit <laughs> it's designed to protect him uh, there we, there you go uh, it,
0: it's no shield and it's no doom marine armor ah but
1: you're forgetting the never say die scrappiness of the survivor <laughs> gordon freeman has been up against lovecraftian gods in the entire united states military Mm. And he survives, you know why? Because he knows when to pick his battle. Ooh,
0: which I suppose that is a part of of the who would win in a fight story that we did not really focus on here. Is I guess in my head, I was assuming they were plopped down in an arena
1: with whichever weapons they chose. Yeah, I assumed... I assume Nintendo just finally added the Doom Marine to Smash, like everyone keeps asking.
0: (laughs) Exactly. But if this were a, 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 pardon me while I vomit while I say this, a more realistic situation, (laughs) (laughs) you know, they they would meet somewhere at some point and think that they're enemies and be forced to fight. Uh, Maybe. I I still think Gordon would be the weakest out of the bunch.
1: Yes, that's why he'd... uh be the crafty one
0: he would be the one to wait to see uh which one won first and then jump in there whenever the other one was weakened
1: (laughs) yeah that sounds like the sort of thing he'd do sneaky little specky git (laughs) (laughs) that's a tricky one specky git i mean we could like go with the smash brothers thing and presumably the doom marine wouldn't have invincibility spheres and uh, the VFG-9000. Mm-hmm. What would his attacks be if he were in a Smash character?
0: <laughs> um, I, I could only assume that he would be very similar to when they brought Solid Snake into Smash. So, you know, like a lot of punching and, you know, some gun usage. He would probably have uh, a, a rocket launcher sort of thing. Uh, instead of a handgun, he would pull out his shotgun. Ooh, maybe he'd bring in the grappling hook. That'd be cool.
1: Well, because the Smash Brothers games are basically fan service the game. Mm-hmm. What they tend to do when they implant a character is that they like, base all their moves and animations on animations and movements that they've spectacularly or famously used at various points in their various properties. Mm-hmm. That's what they did when they added Joker from Persona 5. Even his, like, his move where he jumps back onto a ledge is the, like, uh, the line launcher on his wrist thing that he uses in the original game. Sure, sure. Which is fun. So they'd have to work some glory kills in there somewhere, is my point. Mm. Just you know, leap on Kirby, tear his face <laughs> apart.
0: This, this is a great. This is a great podcast to illustrate why Doom Marine can never be in
1: Smash. I suppose. <laughs> well, I've long ago abandoned on having any kind of consistent theming in that game.
0: Oh no! Like you said, it's it's fan service. The fight game, which is you know the glorious thing about Smash. Really, I think the they would focus on his iconic weapons. The yeah. you you would need a double-barreled shotgun. Yeah, and the BFG yeah. would probably be his final Smash. Exactly. You know, like like that sort of thing. But you know that doesn't necessarily equate to who would win in a fight because then of course, which Link is he fighting in Smash? There's there's four Links in Smash now.
1: Yeah, that's pretty mad
0: yeah (laughs) well we could we could have pared this down to like one person per game you know like oh is this is this ocarina link versus doom 2 doom marine yeah is this breath
1: of the wild link versus doom eternal yeah because doom eternal doom marine is no joke (laughs) he has a lot of crap doom 1 doom marine is a dude in a hat (laughs) Yeah, well, and
0: I, like I said, I still think, I, I think just about, and, and I spent a lot of time, thanks, thanks to Zelda.fandom.com, who has a wonderful list of every single item from every single Legend of Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Like even if we were to take Link from the very first Legend of Zelda, he's got he's got the 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 gauntlets that make him super strong. He's got a ring that protects him. He's got his shield. He's got a sword. He's got arrows, and he has magical
1: staffs. Like there, there's just so much in there. Well, um, thing that makes you super strong is not going to be much use in Smash because. <laughs> Everyone, regardless of strength level, just gets sort of leveled out in that.
0: Oh, no, I, I just meant, like, if, for example, if if we were doing, like, if we were redoing the argument, who would win? Link from the original Legend of Zelda or Doom Marine from the original Doom?
1: Alright, let's take fights away. Take this away from one-on-one fights. Alright. Who's the better character, though? Goo! I, I mean, they're both they're similar in a surprisingly large number of ways, now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> both silent both wear green and they're both arguably multiple incarnations of of uh different people
0: whoa you're absolutely right and like both seem to just be like very bloodthirsty yeah both will just kill indiscriminately
1: link don't give a shit <laughs> but they both exhibit the ability to not kill it's not sure. like uh uh who's a uh, uh, kratos say Oh yeah, yeah, great. It, it pre God of War four, great <laughs> those. At least there are moments when he's not murdering everything. Right, inside.
0: right. I think uh, if if I'm gonna choose, I might choose the the link from Breath of the Wild. Sure, he's as a- the better character.
1: Yeah, he's pretty interesting. He's he's mysterious.
0: Well, he's mysterious and like with all the little flashbacks in Breath of the Wild, you know that he's like he's tasked with this purpose that he doesn't know if he's going to be able to fulfill of course he fails in breath of the wild uh and and then that failure ignites him on his new journey and that's more interesting than the doom marine from doom 2016 where he just kills
1: because he wants to kill well if we're talking about favorite links for me it's wind waker all the way because in every other zelda game there's this sense of as you say divinely destined (laughs) heroism whereas Wind Waker Link. He goes on his adventure not because he's divinely destined to, but because his sister gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. He's dressed as the legendary hero basically because his grandma is forcing him to cosplay, <laughs> well, and he generally really- generally gives off the impression of being heroic, yes, but also slightly dim and having to work past several <laughs> personal flaws. And as we've discussed, I always prefer a flawed character. <laughs>
0: seems rather dim yeah but i mean really at the at the end of the day wind waker link is still doing it for a girl whether it's whether it's he's rescuing his sister or he wants to impress the hot pirate
1: lady oh don't <laughs> remind me I, <laughs> I hated what they did to hot pirate lady in that game hot pirate lady in charge of pirate crew really powerful and self-assured and independent whoops your princess zelda now you get to live in a closet for the rest of your life being pretty oh i know spoiler alert by the I, way
0: they they just ruined a love a lovely energetic character with with the pirate lady whose
1: name i cannot remember because she's zelda oh give me a give me a <laughs> moment um shit i played wind Waker like a hundred times what the fuck's the fire lady called <laughs> right hang on we must find out now you gotta look it up now you gotta look it up do it i'm gonna uh, the moment i see it i'm gonna realize it Mm-hmm. tetra that's the name tetra, tetra. oh you you
0: did it mm. you did it well and and i guess that's why that's why i also similarly i i just like breath of the wild more because like yeah link isn't necessarily destined to defeat ganon he like i said he fails his first at his first attempt at defeating Ganon. he's just a soldier Mm-hmm. He's just like a dumb soldier, like I one of my favorite cutscenes from Breath of the Wild is when like Zelda is doing her little research, and Link is like completely uninterested in Zelda as a person. He's just practicing his sword play, <laughs> and she's like, "Look at the flowers, link, link,
1: look at this, link, link, and he's like, "Shut up, I'm doing my sword shit see that is <laughs> the, that is the problem with silent protagonists there's, there's a lot of games where they try to create a sort of love interest or mm-hmm. romantic angle. And you always have to wonder what these women see in them. <laughs> I mean, I was playing um, Persona 4 fairly recently. Mm-hmm. I quite enjoy the Persona games. For I- <laughs> being JRPGs, I'm, find I'm surprisingly absorbed by them. Oh, well, that's great. And um, I've never pursued a romance in any of them, but I have like, watched YouTube videos of what happens at the end of them. Mm-hmm. And they have all these like rather sweet, actually, rather sweet romantic scenes between your chosen waifu and the main character. But it feels like the waifu is doing all the work. <laughs> the waifu's going, oh, you mean so much to me. I love you so much. I was thinking about our future. When I sit next to you, I can feel your heartbeat. It means so much to me. And it's just like staring into the middle distance. It's not, it's, I don't feel a crackling erotic tension is my point
0: sure but isn't that like bef- bef- when you're a teenager before you know how to talk to girls or how relationships work like isn't that the hope like that's the fantasy of every of every single teenagers oh the person i like will just fawn over me and i don't have to do a dang thing
1: yeah it doesn't work <laughs> like that teenagers trust us we're married men a- absolutely you have to put in the work yeah <laughs> sort of like the um manic pixie dream girl stereotype isn't it oh uh, right here is the girl that will come and take me by the hand and bring me out of my shell and do all <laughs> the heavy lifting
0: what well, you know what's even worse than the manic pixie dream girl is the uh is the just got here fell in love with the first schlub she met girl oh uh, yeah I, f- I forget what that trope is called but it's like the super hot
1: alien princess who falls in love i think it's called only female character in the story is <laughs>
0: right right like oh yes i I, i'm so fascinated by ordinary men (laughs) (laughs) what is this sitting on
1: the couch and drinking beer oh how exotic (laughs) actually i was while uh looking at online clips of persona 4 there was an anime adaptation Including like the protagonist of the game, but they had obviously they had to characterise him a bit. Oh, sure. I think this is an example of a pretty apt conversion of a character previously controlled entirely by a player being shown in a actual scripted work, because they make the character sort of very emotionally unflappable, mm-hmm. like they are when controlled by a player, but also given to really weird whims. Given, to- oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Be just like. Coming across as, well, a massive man whore, I think is uh, <laughs> a term that's used.
0: Yeah. Well, and wouldn't that, does that track in the game because you can have several
1: love interests? They portray the character like he's using all the really weird dialogue options you get. Mm-hmm. And like you're sort of half heartedly pursuing every romance option to see which one you can actually follow through, you feel like following through with at the end. Oh, okay. I feel like that's how they're portraying the character. I thought it was pretty apt. (laughs) Well, good. So there you go. There's an adaptation that works. And it's anime, so... (laughs) And Persona 4 is probably the most anime of the Personas I've seen. (laughs) So, um... Talk about contentious debate topics. When I reviewed Persona 4, those comments... Jesus Christ. But you reviewed it it positively, right? I did, yes. But suddenly it was the most important thing in the world... For everyone to debate whether Persona 4 was better than Persona 5. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Because apparently in the larger Persona community, this is a hot debate. (laughs) (laughs) But you've reviewed both positively. (laughs) Yeah, I just said Persona 5 I thought was a bit better. And ooh, blimey. (laughs) (laughs) I think the... the, How dare you? The impression I've gotten is that you tend to prefer Persona 5 if you don't generally like anime. Okay. Because Persona 4 has a lot of anime tropes. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, your standard sort of stock waifu characters and stock high school romance comedy. Sure, sure. But anyway, yes. Well,
0: and I th- I think like just in general like obviously the the most recent game is going to have like the the cleanest user interface. They're going to learn the lessons from their past games and you know, streamline things that didn't work, bump up things that did work. Like,
1: well, quite. You have all I that mean, benefit of hindsight. Well, everyone's saying you know, you'd probably think differently if you'd played Persona 4 before Persona 5. Sure. A lot of people seem very attached to that game. Probably because it goes on so long, you probably <laughs> get Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's
0: all right. That's That happens.
1: All right, I've got, a, I've got another fun question I had prepared for this podcast. I'm ready. Here's my fun question. I'm ready. If you were making a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen-style crossover superhero team Ooh. composed entirely of video game silent protagonists, what would be your dream team? Oh crap! Because uh, oh crap! First of all, I'm just throwing this out there right now. It's got to be a character who's deliberately silent, like not just because they were in retro games or games that didn't have voice acting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A character that's very deliberately portrayed as silent, like Gordon Freeman. Sure, sure. And first, and secondly, obviously, the commander of our team is the XCOM commander. He's like the Charlie of Charlie's Angels. <laughs> yes. He's calling all the shots, the commander.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh oh man. Okay, hold on. List of <laughs> research silence. can't help you now. No, I have to do <laughs> protagonists in games. Oh no, I, my research is is failing me. Let's see here. Doom guy is on there, of course.
1: Yeah. Uh the BioShock guy, Legend of Zelda. Ooh do i guess do we want to like stay in one time period of setting i guess not no because firstly i'm going to put samus aran on there ooh because admittedly there have been games where city was given a voice and that game i'm thinking of in particular was absolutely horrible character assassination no we should all we would all be better off without we
0: we we have all agreed as a society to uh collectively forget that other m exists
1: right so non metroid other m samus aran exactly Okay, here
0: so like you got to you got to have Samus on there. I would actually prefer Samus to Doom Marine, but you you kind of need the Doom Marine. He's the, he's the muscle,
1: right? Well, uh, that's the question. Do you need the Doom Marine if you've got Samus? I mean, Samus brings transport as well. She's got an iconic ship. She brings
0: transport, she brings subterfuge into it. She can get into small spaces. She is the Doom Marine with a little finesse and you could sort of
1: get a sense of erotic tension between the two couldn't you
0: <laughs> yes they that would be uh, quite a pairing so i think i think you need samus i think you need doom marine all
1: right they're the ground team
0: they're the ground team uh you know who else i'd have on the ground team tell me shell shell from portal shell from portal Ooh, good one explain your reasoning uh well one infiltration expert you know she can she can get us inside she can yes. take care of enemies from a distance she can fall from any height
1: yeah she can provide <laughs> she can provide the portals that the doom marine keeps going in and out of <laughs> yeah that's exactly. good exactly that's good Chell, tell they're on like on the ground support Right. I mean,
0: can can you imagine, you know, we have a base full of bad guys and they are completely locked inside just giant concrete walls. No enemy is getting through this and all of their guns are pointed at the front door because they assume that's where the Doom Marine is going to come in. When suddenly a blue light appears behind them and in comes
1: the Doom Slayer. How did he get there? OK, that's good. <laughs> Ground OK, Doom Marine and Samus Aran infantry shell ground support you got you got gordon freeman uh he's just doing tech i don't put him on the
0: ground at all he's just our tech he's a tech support
1: yeah i think there would be there would be a research lab back at base gordon freeman's there because you know he's a researcher yeah and he's brought on lester chaykin from out of this world to help him out (laughs) i don't know if i know that one they're both in the same field of dimensional science that oh, okay. has an uh, would be probably be quite a bit older than freeman at this point so he'd be he'd have a sort of father son role
0: Ooh, i like that i like that um do i uh, i don't know if i'd put link on the team no i think he's
1: uh kind of obsolete unless <sighs> hmm. um, okay unless he unless, c- unless it wasn't a combat mission he, he might be better suited to a more diplomatic assignment. Ooh, okay. He, he might be a useful face of the team. <laughs> he, you know what he could be? Uh, Link could be our,
0: our protagonist. If if this is a movie, right? If this is the... the...
1: Oh, he's the one who's the one who's been recruited. Yes. He's the
0: new recruit. He's the new recruit.
1: He's the rookie. He's,
0: he's the green one. And you know what? Doom Marine doesn't like him because he doesn't have the firepower, <laughs> but... But yeah, it's Gordon been Freeman. established. Gordon Freeman sees something in this kid. This kid has got something.
1: <laughs> so like... This is <laughs> good, because when you have like an ensemble piece, I think it's handy to like sort of pair them off and consider how the individual relationship in that one case works. Yeah. So yeah, Gordon Freeman takes him under the wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samus samus Mm. would samus samus would be the cool older sister
0: yeah she'd be she'd be the one like ready like fine we'll just throw him into a battle if he dies he dies but like she'll be cool with it and she'll like she'll be like the 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 hard ass with the heart of gold where like okay she she says she's all tough but really she's looking out for link like a a couple shots of her like saving link from a few stray bullets because link doesn't know what a bullet is
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) no bullets where he's from right
0: shell uh because she is less combat focused she's you know she's really the the heart of the team she's there to to give sympathy for link yeah i like yeah okay we could do that so who, who else do we have that is a silent protagonist
1: I'm, well, I'm trying to think in terms of team roles i was trying to think of who we could use for reconnaissance mm. i figure there's got to be a stealth game protagonist who could come into this Ooh, sure who's, who's but- a stealth game but who doesn't talk much. Cuz ironically there's a lot of stealth game protagonists but a lot of them talk. Yes. I mean, yes, Garrett nice from thing. the Thief is a big talker. It's one of the highlights of his character.
0: <laughs> Same thing with uh with Corvo from Dishonored.
1: Yeah, I was going to say like uh, oh, ooh. Corvo was silent in the first Dishonored game. Oh, he nice. was very he was very silent. He had that whole problem where every character just bosses him about and he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't say anything to argue
0: sure sure okay
1: i like that um that's that's tricky though i mean can we have pre-dishonored two corvo or do we have to have the character as a whole
0: uh he what he could have been voice acted in dishonored yet they chose to have a silent protagonist so by the rules we've established sure he's our he's our man on the inside
1: yeah
0: oh okay and here's who we're fighting okay we are fighting the Dragonborn. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the greatest silent protagonist of all time. The Dragonborn has gone mad with power. Uh, <laughs> and that's who, we're, that's who we're all fighting.
1: Ooh. Uh, I've, I have found a stealth game protagonist who's silent. Okay. Uh, James Earl Cash from Manhunt. Oh, okay. I don't know much about Manhunt. Well, he might be more suited on the villain side because he's a violent, murdering bastard. <laughs> okay,
0: I like that. And these were, by the way, these uh, both the Dragonborn and the Manhunt Man uh, were former members of the League of Silent Protagonists. Yeah. Uh, they, and they've gone rogue to uh, to, make the, to make the
1: world silent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're going to make a big blue laser go into the sky that's going to make everyone yeah. as silent as them. <laughs>
0: There's going to be so many angry looks at each other. That's all we can get, is angry looks at
1: each other. The beauty of this, if you made it into like a Saturday morning cartoon, is that you'd save a lot of money on voice actors. <laughs> I mean, I said you can't really do silent characters in a non video game context, but I think maybe it's just a matter of artistry. Mm. I, actually, it might
0: cost them more to, to animate all of the different looks than it would to have a, someone sit still and have a voice actor. It, that might be cheaper.
1: I'm honestly, I'm honestly surprised there's no stealth game hero who was a silent protagonist. I'm trying to find one. I thought about Hitman, but he talks. He just doesn't talk much.
0: Right. Hitman would be... That That
1: would be a great addition
0: to the team, but unfortunately, you are correct. Yeah, he does he's,
1: talk. He, he's like the infiltration and reconnaissance specialist. But, right. Uh, yeah. He talks. Uh, he's out. Like... like he, maybe he, like, gets into the team at first, but then he accidentally says, pass the salt at lunch, and everyone looks at him. <laughs> you, you lied. Don't. You lied on your resume. We're going to very silently kick you out. Hit, Hitman would be like, he'd be like the
0: arms dealer of of the universe, where, like, they meet up with him. He doesn't talk much, but yeah, he, he says enough where he can't be on the team, but they're friendly with him. Is there, um, I'm, I'm trying to remember, like, did Star Fox talk? I know everyone else talked in that game. But did Star Fox talk? I think he did in some games. Okay, I want to say he talked in Star Fox Adventures. He might have talked in the first one. I know all the you know all of your friends talk at you. I'm just not sure if he ever talked.
1: I not uh, I don't really know. I haven't played much of the Star Fox games. Ah, oh, okay. I want to say that my instinct says that they did talk. Yes, sure.
0: Oh, uh oh, okay. Well, this might this might count or definitely counts as a silent protagonist. I'm trying to figure out where they would be on the team. They probably actually maybe would be on the villain side is the uh, the Pokemon trainer.
1: Oh, yeah. The, silent. the Pokemon
0: trainer does not talk, but is clearly a villain because they want to imprison animals and ma- force them to fight.
1: Well, a lot of JRPGs have uh, silent protagonists.
0: Sure, sure.
1: But I was wondering about that because in a lot of JRPGs, you're given dialogue options. Oh, I suppose Link does as well in in some Zelda games. But uh, they don't voice the line, you just have to choose from two lines, but there's the implication that you said them. Ooh, sure. Do we really, do we want to split hairs cuz if we do if we don't get a little pedantic about this, we open the floodgates to every JRPG protagonist <laughs> and the comments are going to go nuts. <laughs> Dang old comments get out of here. Uh
0: I think I guess it depends on how much
1: Right,
0: you know, like how much talking you do. If it's one or two, like you know, for example, the Pokemon trainer in the original Pokemon game, I want to say the only thing that you say is what your rival's name is and what your name is.
1: Right. Yeah, because I think if the character is basically silent, but uh, all they say is something the player typed in, that's probably fine. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if, if we're if we're just talking about names. Um, like, and in that case, maybe the Dragonborn wouldn't be our, or maybe they would be our enemy because they're silent. Maybe all of the enemies are silent with dialogue options.
1: (laughs) And you know who, like, uh, who decided we needed the League of Extraordinary Silent Protagonists? Who's that? The President of the United States from Saints Row 4, because in the first Saints Row game, he was a silent protagonist. Oh. So he knows the true power of silence. (laughs) He only acquired a voice when he realized he needed to acquire power to eventually become president and impose his will upon the world. <laughs> but this is his baby. This is his project. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I
0: think. I think this is a this is a movie in the making right here. In in like a hundred years, a
1: very silent movie.
0: A very si- when silent movies are back in fashion, this is going to be it. Yeah. This is going to replace all the talkies we got.
1: And if it's animated, no one even needs to meet. <laughs> Just one person can animate it. Yep. Get working on it, people. All right. I guess we're done talking. <laughs>
0: I think so. I'm, I'm I'm trying to find anything else we can milk out of silent protagonists.
1: Chat, who would you put in your silent protagonist dream team? <laughs> Remembering, of course, to have a proper spread of skill sets. Mm-hmm. Not just like nine Doom Marines. Well Idiots. <laughs> I'm
0: trying to think of anyone else who has like a a ton of power at their disposal but never speaks. Mm. You know, like like a Master Chief has lines, he speaks. Not many. Yeah. So we can't we can't invite him.
1: Well Do- Le- Doom Marines already made him pretty obsolete. Not only generic FPS protagonist, but also wearing green Lego armor
0: yeah no and we we have the double bill already of doom marine and samus we don't need another marine uh all right well yeah that's great that was a that was a a great way to segue the podcast from who would win in from our middle school argument of who would win in a fight
1: we did it everyone We
0: did it! Thanks, everyone, for listening. Remember, if you haven't listened to the episode yet, this was Who Would Win in a Fight? Doomguy versus Link. You can find that over on EscapistMagazine.com, where you can also sign up to be an Escapist Plus member. You get our videos uh, ad-free, and you can ask the creators questions Or head over to YouTube and be a YouTube member where you can watch videos a week early, also ad-free, and get special emotes when we're live streaming. Come and join the Cool Kids Club. We'll have such fun together. So much fun
1: we'll have together in bad and good weather. Well, on that perplexing note, see you next time. We will be birds of a feather. Okay, stop now. If you give us money.